Welcome Home, a podcast brought to you by John Houston Homes. Join hosts Chelsea Frazier and Whitney Pryor as they walk you through the exciting adventure of your home buying and building journey. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Welcome Home Podcast. I'm Whitney Pryor, and I've got Chelsea Frazier here with me. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. And today, it's just the two of us. Yes. And uh, we are going to be talking about an important topic that I don't know that we've covered yet. I don't and think so. I think it's a really important one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think, I know you guys get this question a lot, and anytime we are out in communities and doing events, people people ask us this, but... With it being back to school time, which how is it even back to school? I think the summer just flew by. It did. It flew by for, for real. Yes. So some some kiddos started like last week and then and then we've got some starting this week as well, just being mm-hmm. the beginning of August. But um, we're going to cover school zones and some helpful tips and advice for things to do at home that help with this transitional time going back to school. So kind of two topics that are related to back to school um, for school zones. I think most people know what that means, but just in case, um, yes. what school is your home zone for? So if you live in this area, this address, then you're zoned for a particular school. If you live in a smaller community where they don't have multiple elementary, middle or high schools, it's, it's not an issue, right? I grew up. Same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I didn't know this was the thing until I moved to the big city, but, and then, you know, started a family. But so for, for a lot of people, this might not be an issue, but if you live in a city that has multiple campuses, Mm -hmm. then this is something that you're either aware of or, will be aware of at some point because as they're having to build new schools to keep up with the growth, then they have to change zones to make sure the correct number of kids go to the correct number of schools. So, And I think for uh, relocation buyers, it's probably going to be different for them too, because I don't think, you know, necessarily every, everywhere in the United States is, has what's called an ISD or a zone. And ISD stands for independent school districts. And in Texas, when you get into the bigger cities, a lot of times you have this ISD. So if you're looking for a home in Waxahachie, in the city of Waxahachie, then your children will be zoned for Waxahachie ISD. And depending on where you live in Waxahachie, your children will be required to go to a specific public school in that area. But that's not the case. I think with out of state in some areas, it might be different or you might have a choice of where your child can go. You might be able to register them for whatever school you want. And that's not necessarily the case in most Texas areas. There's some exceptions, um, but most of the time it's dependent on where your specific address is and neighborhood is. That's a great point. Because if you're going to like charter school, private school, Mm -hmm. um, some academies, then this is definitely not what we're talking about. We're talking about public school districts. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great point. So if you're new to an area, how do you find out what zone you live in? That's that's the biggest question. Um, or if you're wanting to stay in a particular school zone, where do you find that, that information out? So we're going to kind of go over a couple of things that we've come across that we utilize to, do, to know that information. Um, school district websites typically are going to have a map. Um, so if you go online and look for attendance zones or school boundaries, mapping tools, 
they're all called a little something different, but it's it's typically going to be a map that says attendance zones or school boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And that tool is super helpful. You can always do the old fashioned way and call the school district and they will ask you for your specific address and be, they'll be able to tell you where that address is zoned for. But if you haven't um, chosen a home and you're still looking for which communities are zoned to which schools, then um, definitely those maps online on their websites are super helpful because you can zoom in and see where specific neighborhoods are as far as zoning um, zoning is. And these maps have come a long way. It, it used to be where you would download a PDF and then you'd have to kind of, you couldn't see the street super clearly. It yeah. was a little harder. Um, a lot of them now are tied to Google Maps. And so it's just embedded there in the website. So you could even, like you said, tap in an address or zoom to an area or just click on the map and it'll tell you which elementary, middle, and high school is on that. Again, not all districts have that, mm-hmm. but um, we are seeing more and more of them with, yeah. with that very... Um, user-friendly Google map. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's super important, of course, if you have children to know, you know, what the school is like and if that's going to be a good fit for your children. Uh, But depending on how far in advance you're doing research of this, you've got to keep in mind that uh, school zones or areas tend to change every year in a fast or rapidly growing area. So if you're looking in a suburb that is growing in population pretty, pretty quickly, then you've got to keep in mind that those school zones will probably change on a yearly basis. And so um, don't, don't, put too much stock into that school, um, specific school that they might be zoned to in a community because that could change to another school in that same district. Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, so it's ideal to find a school district as a whole that you believe in and that you love and that's going to meet your child's needs. And typically when you find a a highly rated school district, every every campus is going to be great, maybe in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I know we all want our kiddos to like stay with their friends, but there's also sometimes that just happens. And they often have like growth committees that you can volunteer to be a part of to give your input. So we've seen several districts do that throughout the years and, and bring in parents and community members to speak into that. They have even given, some districts will give you the option to finish out the year at your campus. So if your child is going into fifth grade, but they've been rezoned for another elementary school, but it's their last year of elementary, they'll give you the option to just finish out at that campus and you can choose. Yeah. So sometimes you do see that. Mm-hmm. Go to a whole new school. For just their for last, one year. Yeah. For their last year. Yeah. That's that's pretty important. So another thing that happens too is um, if you are building a home and uh, maybe you're, it looks like the completion of the home is going to be somewhere around September or October. And you're like, well, my kids, you know, we don't want to start them at a brand new school. Um, a lot of schools will offer, if you have a contract on a home, um, they just ask that you show that and then that um, can be proof and you can start in their district if you have that contract. And I believe there's time limitations on it as far as like how far out you can go. I don't know that you can have your child in there for the whole year while your home is being built, but if it's just a few months away from being complete, then they'll go off of that contract for your uh, kiddo to go ahead and start school there. Yeah. Districts are usually pretty flexible. And so if you call, if you communicate and let them know or get with your builder and get a letter, mm-hmm. then we've seen them being very um, 
open with our, with our homeowners on that. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So now that we've kind of covered some of those tools and resources for school zones, we're going to transition into another topic that's related to back to school is just getting, getting your home organized for back to school. Earlier when we were talking about today's episode and what we were going to discuss, one of our marketing team members, who's also a mom, brought up a really great point that she thought would be great for us to talk about on the show was having giving some ideas on getting prepared at home so to ease anxiety and stress of going back to school. So what are some things you can do in your home space mm-hmm. that will help in that transition? So we're going to kind of cover yeah. some of that stuff. Well, number one for me is a really loud alarm clock. I was telling you about this the other day. My daughter is not a morning person and she's nine now. And I've decided that it's time for her to wake up on her own. And so um, I researched really loud alarm clocks on Amazon and ordered it. And it is working. And I'm so excited. This is our fifth alarm clock and finally found one that will wake her up. So do you hear it like across the house? Oh, yeah. Luckily, it's set for like five minutes after I wake up because I don't want to wake up to that thing. And so I'm already awake. But uh, yeah, it's super loud. And my dog kind of goes crazy and is like, what is going on? There's an ambulance outside our house. (laughs) Who needs help? Um, But it's just my daughter trying to wake up. I remember my my sister was in like junior high and she must have had the same problem because my parents got her this huge Garfield alarm clock. (laughs) But at the top, it had the two bells Uh and then the little thing that goes back and forth and hits it. And it was Uh literally so loud and obnoxious. (laughs) It woke up the whole house. Everyone in the house hates you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I guess it worked though. Yeah. So that was top on my list this year. Okay. Number one, good alarm clock. Yes. Yeah. Good night's sleep. That's obviously another one that would come before the alarm clock. But mm-hmm. one big thing that we we talked about was creating a routine and just knowing like what are the first things that you do when you get home from school and make those things a habit so that um, you, you're just used to doing it every day and you, you're less likely to forget. So what are those things that you need to get out of your backpack that your parent needs to see every day? Like your folder, um, your homework. And then what things do you need to just immediately put away in the same spot that you don't need until the next day and they're just there waiting for you and you don't have to remember later to go pick it up. Just get home, put your backpack up. Yeah. And that's where having a mud bench in a home is really helpful because then you can just put your backpack there, take your shoes off, take out your water bottle, fill it up, put it back. I mean, it's just all right there. Yes. But if you don't have that space, of course, you know, a shelf somewhere would be a great idea to be able to place all of that stuff on. Yeah. A hook, one of those like 3M hooks, it's not going to damage your wall. You you Mm -hmm. know, you can put those anywhere, Mm -hmm. have a cubby space anywhere. It's just as long as you have that one location. Okay. I have to say, (laughs) because our listeners are mostly in Texas. We just, everybody just did fist pumps because we looked out the window and it's raining. (laughs) Like hard. Most rain we'd have all all summer in the last five minutes. Oh, that's a welcome. (laughs) Yes. That is a welcome right there. Yeah. So, and then what else can you do at night to help the morning go better? So what things can you just get done that you know you're going to need every day that is less to do in the morning? You can pack a snack. Like you said, redo your water bottle, charge your devices. You know, you have that one space where you plug in your iPad or your mm-hmm. laptop. Um, most most kiddos are having to take those to school every day. Um, yes. Dedicated space is just like a reoccurring thing. Yes. Yeah. And we replaced um, a couple of our outlet 
plates uh, with the ones that have the USB chargers oh, yes. in them because we're constantly looking for the blocks uh, mm-hmm. to charge devices. So we just have a couple of spots. Um, one of them's in the kitchen and that's just kind of our device spot where we plug everything up for the day or for the night. Um, like you said, they have computers a lot of times now and they you have to bring them charged to school every day. So we just have that as like our charging corner pantry. We've got a drawer or like a cute little basket on the pantry shelf that is all school snacks. And that way we can just grab and go. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure listeners, you probably have tons of tips. So definitely send those in and we can share them as well on you know social media. Yeah. Um, we had a podcast uh, back in May with home organization gurus, Jenny and Erica. They had tons of really great tips for home organization. So check that one out as well. And we just wanted to wish you all a great school year and thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to us today and uh, getting more information about our school systems and how they work. We'll uh, link in the show notes to more information. And we look forward to having you on the next episode of the Welcome Home Podcast. Welcome Welcome home. home.